the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Do not be distracted. When apparatchiks to the government mafia, pretending to be reporters, tell you what they want you to, to think or steer you in a direction for the Iowa caucuses, I don't really give a rip what these communist Marxist frauds pretending to be the media. I mean, it's a joke. First of all, stand in the corner with the failures and the frauds, because that's what you are. It's a simple case. We should never be in this position. Because everybody with an IQ over 60 knew what Joe Robinette Biden was. Everybody knew he was a traitor and thief. And here's the other thing. Everybody knows right now today he is unable to perform the duties of anything. He couldn't be a janitor. He couldn't work a register. He can't do anything. And they're calling his convalescing campaigning. It's just one embarrassment on top of the next embarrassment. But that's what Democrats are. To hide the fact they have nothing to, to, to no, no success to brag about. No success to inform you about. They have this, what you see now. The promises in five years and three years that the policies that have failed for 140 will somehow win. But so I want to focus on the philosophy of it all. And there's no greater example than the son of a Third Reich Nazi, now leader of the Fourth Reich, by the name of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, which is starting today. And I don't see a word of it. You know, if I wasn't reading this to you, and someone was saying it, I would say, come on, you got to be pulling my leg. Klaus Martin Schwab was born March 30th, 1938, to Eugen Wilhelm Schwab and Erika. His parents had moved from Switzerland to Germany during the Third Reich in order for his father to assume the role as the director of the Eischar Weiss AG Industrial Company, contractor for the Nazis. They built the armory, the flamethrowers that burned our guy. This is Klaus Schwab. So he moved back to Switzerland, and here we go. We are here in Davos for the 54th edition of the World Economic Forum happening in this famous ski town in Switzerland. People are just beginning to trickle into Davos, delegates from all around the world. And they're preaching that same Third Reich vision of governments in control of every fracking instance of your life. And they're moving forward to put it into motion. At this pivotal moment, I see several priorities for the global agenda. We must continue to fight against the global pandemic. We must... The global pandemic? 
There are some people who claim we are now in a deglobalizing world. But actually, I would say we have to re-globalize this world. We have to make sure that we strengthen cooperation because, as it was mentioned, we are faced with issues which are of existential importance. For this government supremacist fraud has more attention, more money, and more cooperation than his red bastard Nazi father and the Third Reich ever had. Thankfully, I have direct relatives, and I'm sure many of you do, that helped make sure these Nazis didn't succeed the first time. As a bushwhacking guerrilla army, we're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I sure as hell didn't come down from the goddamn Smoky Mountains, cross 5,000 miles of water, find my way through half of Sicily, and jump out of a airplane to teach the Nazis lessons in humanity. Nazi ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a Jew-hating, mass-murdering maniac, and they need to be destroyed. That's why any and every some we find wearing a Nazi uniform, they're gonna die. And just two generations later, the Fourth Reich is stronger than the Third Reich. And the idea that people would want this to continue by supporting failures because they pretend to be American politicians is a joke. And I can tell you one thing I have more experience than anybody's ever been president is foreign policy. I've traveled. Now, what he does have experience in is stealing, is a traitor to his country, is being bribed with 24 million dollars that we trace into the accounts of him his ret bastard brother and his crackhead son and we know this and yet here he is in the year 2024 with all of the information at our fingertips all of it including klaus schwab's ret bastard nazi father we got it all and here he is still pretending to be a viable candidate but he doesn't sound too viable see we might get out of this by hook or crook world more than any president ever has i know every major world i don't think he makes it till april square listen though he sound like he died last week leader and both by the first name guess what every single one of them they look at us and say you've got to hang on only the ones that want to take over the world only the world economic forum and the rest of the government supremacist bastards descendants of nazis and marxists and communists and socialists from around the world You've got the best economy of any economy in the world right now. And that literally is true. But people turn on the television and what do you hear? Sounds great, doesn't he, Swell? This is the president of the United States. Sure, he cheated. He didn't really win the election. And he's fully prepared to cheat this time. That's why I don't give a rip what anybody who says he won has to say about anything. Stand in a corner with your dunce cap on. Losers. He's negative. Even the good stuff ends up negative. And a lot of it is negative. You turn on the television and you hear about hurricanes and no one there to help. You hear about nations at war. You hear. By the way, wasn't the global warming supposed to make things warmer? I distinctly remember everything was going to get a lot warmer. Now, this is particularly funny to point out on a day when you're freezing your ass off. But the fact of the matter is there's other problems with the agenda. It's true. Really is a unique story. We got several cars from drivers stranded. These are Tesla drivers. So take a look. We're here in Oak Brook. We're hearing from several Tesla drivers that these charging stations, so these cars are all dead batteries. 
that car is stranded. Here comes another one hoping for something good to happen here. All of these vehicles right here, all of them have dead batteries because of those. So if you want it all to stop, it's quite simple. Ignore them. Ignore them and don't buy their lies. They're hoping you follow them through. They're hoping that you follow them through as you follow them through for all of their nonsense that imp- that really put this dimwit in the office. It wasn't the American people. It was the media writ large and the idea that we're going to pretend that he's he's a candidate of any viable nature is why I reject the idea that our congressmen and senators would go along with the lie. Not only do our guys go along with it, they fund it. Congress has less than a week to avoid a partial government shutdown. But lawmakers are now hoping to put off the problem until March. NBC News has learned House and Senate leaders have agreed to a single short-term continuing resolution. The deal extends the funding deadlines to March 1st and March 8th and maintains the... Who agreed to this? Another opportunity wasted. And the Republican Congress... Instead of using the opportunity to point out every one of these policies is an unmitigated failure and that the person perpetrating them, this, them on us is corrupted. You keep missing the opportunity, which leads me to believe they're not missing it. They're, 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 they're circumventing it on purpose. And they want you to believe this theater and Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis because what they don't want is somebody who sees the, 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 the government for what it is, who has been a victim of the abuse. They cannot afford for somebody to try to right the wrong of the bureaucracy that would make Klaus Schwab smile. Interesting oh, for, I'm sorry, what's interesting for me is that... People's faith in the country is waning. That's the the thing that's pissing me off. Because, in fact, there's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now. Because that's real. Now, what this Marlon Brando impersonator doesn't want you to realize is that we're in the midst of World War III right now. And it's never mentioned on any of these idiot shows. To prop up this feeble fascist, this traitor and thief, this election fraud, some call president. Really, what's at stake? You worried that you can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere. Because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. You mean like take a vaccine? Or buy a phony car that doesn't run when it's cold outside? Which exactly fascistic policy are you trying to infer, fatso? And in the meantime, if that's what he was going to do, why didn't he do it before Joe Biden stole the election? That's what he said. I'm with this. I'm going to be good on day one and I'm going to turn into this other person. So here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down. Listen, can you find your eyebrows while you're green in the face? Can you look around? Can anybody locate your fracking eyebrows? Where did they go? To the people, what is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had, where we all get to say what we think? And Whoa, 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 whoa. What about the censorship that's been taking place for three years, fatty, tubby? What about all of the people? The 34,000 that had their Twitter accounts seized on the morning of January 6th, let alone the hundreds of thousands that have lost their YouTube and, and every other Facebook and all the Silicon Valley 
oligarchs. What about that? We don't have to be afraid of being American and believing that, yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick and some will take a different route. But they're coming here for a reason because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're okay with that, you understand that, then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. See what they do? It's a phenomenal trick. It's as if they pretend there was no yesterday. There is only today. And you're not to look at the fact that we have laws that have been nullified in these hellhole areas run by Democrat mafia members. But what I like is the way and the comfort level they have with exhibiting their fascism. Here's how the New York compassionate Democrats, here's what they're going to do to the illegal aliens now, which I kind of like. Let them know who's boss, right? Now to the breaking news on the asylum seeker crisis in New York City. Starting Tuesday, the city will impose a curfew on 1,900 migrants staying at four centers. The locations are in Queens, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. Migrants will need to be there between the hours of 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Anyone who breaks the curfew three times in a 30-day period could get kicked out. Now, who would ever think of such a fascistic move like that? Now, the reason that they're doing that is because they're having a crime problem. It turns out Whoopi Goldberg and the fraud of the Democrat mafia, that everyone is escaping political persecution, which I'm a fan of. Turns out it's not really true. It turns out there's a lot of drug dealers, a lot of criminals, a lot of robbers and rapists. They have no answers and they never do. All they ever have is a lie and a wish. And what we have is the history that anywhere they rule is bankrupt. Corrupted, just like the Nazis. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560. AM560. The answer. And to watch this feeble fascist, this failure for 50 years political prostitute who has become worth tens of millions of dollars by selling our government policies. To watch him brag about the true economic situation, that's the part that's really nauseating. And see what's going on in Ukraine and see what's going on in the Middle East. But I really do believe in the heart and the guts of the American people. You coward. You fraud, you corrupt traitor. And polling still shows that more Americans are not still disapprove of your handling of the economy. So what specifically will you do this year to turn that around and make Americans feel better about how the economy is doing? If you notice, they're feeling much better about how the economy is doing. Not at Kelly Paints. Not at Kelly Paints, they're not. Kelly Moore Paints is closing all of its stores immediately. Yeah, the Bay Area Paint Store was founded nearly 80 years ago. It has gone out of business what about the tech companies they doing good the new year is not starting off on a happy note for workers at some of the country's largest tech companies with more layoffs just announced abc's see this is the beginning of the dump they had to pump it up last year so this feeble fascist fraud could pretend to even remotely not be terrible and a calamity for private property as our companies and our industries are backdoor nationalized. By the way, how the EV sales going? We know what it's doing to rent-a-car companies and dealerships. Charging stations, they're not working. So these drivers came to charge... Didn't we pay a billion dollars for one charging station? 
I wonder, is that one working or is it just the one in Oak Brook that isn't? The batteries in the cold, but these charging stations are not working in Evergreen Park. Same story. Take a look at that area right there. But what there. if I have to go somewhere? No, too bad. All right. But I'm green, right? How is that El Nino? Wasn't it the hottest year supposed to be the hottest year ever? Will the average global temperatures cross 1.5 degrees Celsius in 2024? Well, I got about 6 million people in Illinois that sure hope it does, dummy. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, Biden and Whoopi Goldberg, those people are delusional, and that's the name of that to them. And but- something tells me they all smell like a urinal. Thank you very much. Tony in Riverside. Hi, Sean. I guess Honey Buddy said you did kind of brush on the subject on Friday about those seven yeah, guys I've- down in, te- in Texas that were gang-raping toddlers. I played the clip. I played yeah, it. This is disgraceful, and, they're, and half of them are illegals. Which is why I, in New York I they want to put them on a curfew. Have you seen it or heard it? Yeah. Have you seen it or heard it? On yeah, I played the cut. Go back on the podcast, Tony. It was phenomenal. No, no, no. I know you talked about it, but I don't. I didn't see it on anything else. Tony, are they talking about the two seals that are missing in World War III? Are they talking about the thousands of American troops that, as I speak to you, are under fire right now? Did they talk about yeah. the American in the Ukraine? that exposed the corruption of Zelensky, who was tortured to death. Did they talk about that? Of course not, because they're a Marxist propaganda wing. They're not here to inform you. Here, this is a story that I, I, I think it's absolutely atrocious. This is an American. Gonzalo Lira has died in prison in Ukraine at the age of 55. 55. Now, if you remember, seven months ago, this feeble fascist and his corrupt Marxist administration, all very wealthy through insider trading and whatnot. A guy like Miller. You ever hear of this Marxist hack? Back in May, I asked you about Gonzalo Lira. He was the U.S. citizen arrested in Ukraine for posting dissident content online. And you told me the State Department was aware of his arrest in May. By the way, do you know what the dissident content was? He was pointing out who Ihor Kolomoisky, the funder of the Comedian, he was pointing out the corruption in the energy sector of the entire country. He was pointing out the relationship between the feeble fascist dimwit and diapers some call president, his brother, his son, and the tens of millions that flowed into the accounts. So in other words, Gonzalo Lira was informing the world of the corruption in the former Soviet Union. By the way, they were also killing their own people, but shh, that's apparently a secret now. And we learned last night through a series of tweets by him uh, that he had been tortured in the Ukrainian prison, and he was now on a motorcycle with a broken rib trying to flee to the Hungarian border. And so I'm wondering, you know, if this is true, given the State Department knew of his arrest and his detention, how has this been allowed to occur? We have a U.S. citizen being arrest, being detained and perhaps tortured in the prison of one of our strongest allies. Well, you you lost me with the perhaps and if this is true. I think I'd want to verify those reports before I commented on them. Well, now he's dead, you corrupt Marxist fraud. Now he's dead. What about your dimwit? And I can tell you one thing I have more experience than anybody's ever been president is foreign policy. I've traveled the world more than any president ever has. I know. Well, here's a little side note for you. You suck at it. Or you're just a traitor and corrupt. That would explain the mansions. Scum. 312-642-5600. 
Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Aside from using leverage that the Republican majority, thin though it be, still a majority, has to go over actual policies. Instead of doing that and funding it the way they did, they could have also gone over the undeniable evidence of corruption in this administration. They did none of that. $1.59 trillion top line from the Fiscal Responsibility Act that raised the debt ceiling last spring. But... The far-right Freedom Caucus is already rebelling against this plan. It doesn't matter. They can't do anything except remove them. Remove Mike Johnson again. I'm comfortable with not funding the government if, if they're going to continue to let this border run wide open. Might there be a temporary pause in non-essential government operations? I've said many times over, certainly don't fear that. You mean like today? Government's closed today, isn't it? Is that, is that, are, we, are we all, is the world ended? In fact, I think people are safer when the government's closed. Happening. And instead of trying to keep the lights on, House Republicans are pursuing a flurry of baseless impeachments just this week. Now, see, that moron reporter, instead of keeping the lights on, hey, morphodite, moron, the government runs 80% on autopilot. You're just shutting down some of the new policies, some of the massive government spending. In fact, it's the only time... In the last three years that you have a chance of saving money, moron. But you're going you're gonna to report it like keeping the lights on. And that's why he's as culpable as Biden himself, as every single Democrat is. And in the meantime, another thing he doesn't want to tell you about, it appears that Texas is seceding whether we like it or not. Well, turning now to the U.S.-Mexico border, where the battle between the state of Texas and the White House is escalating by the day. The Texas National Guard has seized control of a park in the border town of Eagle Pass, denying entry to federal authorities. Did you ever see the Tommy Lee Jones, The Park is Mine, Squirrel? Phenomenal movie about Central. The park is mine! Texas, however, is a state, and they're just doing what they are sworn to do, protect the citizens of Texas. The federal government doesn't like it because they have an agenda to implode the the cloward piven agenda of imploding our systems to enrich themselves and grow and expand their power. Governor Greg Abbott signed an emergency order granting his state's National Guard full control of the park. Texas has uh, the legal authority uh, to, to control ingress and egress into any geographic location in the state of Texas. News Nation's Allie Bradley has been following this story, joins us live from Arizona. So, Allie. And by the way, that takes me to our own governor, that beanbag with a pumpkin, the chair wrecker, the inspiration for the Tonka toilet. He has something to say. Not enough has been done. There's no doubt about that. And I think that the president needs to do more. The Congress needs to do more uh, cities out here that are the target of this political game that Governor Abbott is playing. That's what got me thinking. Governor Abbott. Did you not know about the IRC? Are you the only Democrat oligarch who doesn't know about the IRC? You see, it's not just Governor Abbott. It's a bunch of phony front groups that are also housing and busing illegal aliens to sanctuary areas, not just because they need the replacement numbers, but because you need it for money for the federal government, because all of your cities and states where the Democrats rule are bankrupted and the bailout's coming. So his name is Jesus. He said, don't, Jesus, no digas nada. American Red Cross worker coming up to me 
and telling me that he can't comment. Do you work here? No. Okay. You're, especially you're the press, but no. I'm you, sorry? Red Cross doesn't give interviews on this job. You don't give interviews? Not on this job. We ran into an American Red Cross worker who did inform us who is running the shelter. Signs of the Red Cross were everywhere, as migrants at the airport were covered in Red Cross blankets provided to them at the secretive location. Who does give interviews? IRC is running this shelter. What's IRC? International Relief Committee. The International Relief Committee, also known as the International Rescue Committee, is a nonprofit organization whose most recent 990 tax filing shows their gross revenues are around $1.4 billion a year. And that was just 2021. In the case of the IRC, a lot of that money is coming from you, the taxpayer. Based upon the Schedule B on the 990 tax form, $415 million is coming directly from the United States government. $178 million came from the Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration. $122 million came from the Department of Health and Human Services. And $114 million came from the Bureau for Humanitarian Assistance. Another. So the misappropriation of the government money, you know, to keep the lights on, the misappropriation of our money to this front group, as they not only house illegal aliens, but bust them. As right now, they are busing just as many, if not more, than Governor Abbott and Texas. And it got me to thinking of all of the oligarchs that knew what this front group was and funded it. I can't believe, is Pritzker the only Democrat oligarch that didn't know? Bloomberg knew. For almost 90 years, the International Rescue Committee has rushed to the aid of people uprooted and displaced by conflict and crisis. In recent years, more people have been forced to leave their homes than at any time since World War II. And now, amid the COVID-19 pandemic, the IRC's work in over 40 countries is even more important, more critically important than ever before. At Bloomberg Philanthropies, we want to help. We've supported the IRC for over two decades. And today I'm... That's 20 years. In case there's a CPS moron that can't figure out how to change a station. 20 years! Bloomberg has been pumping cash into this Marxist front group, the one that's busing illegal aliens to sanctuary cities like Chicago and New York. Glad to announce that we are donating $10 million to accelerate the IRC's frontline response. So see, this is a political campaign. That mean Republican in Texas. And what the oligarchs of the Democrat mafia, whether it's Bloomberg or Fetzel Pritzker, don't want you to know is they paid for this. Just like me and you, because their bureaucracies misappropriated tax dollars to fund these groups. And that's what the Republicans just greenlit again with the blank check. Alice in Oswego. Hi, how are you tonight? Good, Alice. How are you? I'm good. Hey, listen, I'm an old school girl. Grew up by North and Harlem. I didn't do it. Went to Sear School and Mother Guerin. Wow. And, yeah, so I I know the neighborhood. I had friends in your neighborhood. Yes, if it was in the 80s, I am the Sean that was on the bathroom in in Mother Guerin. But go ahead. Okay, Sean, yeah, you were. (laughs) But listen, hey, it pisses me off about our federal government. I also worked for government for 15 years in Wooddale. All right. And uh, matter, 
matter of fact, I'm sitting here thinking, why is our federal government, number one, not using FEMA camps that are standing empty for these so-called immigrants? How about the trailers also, that the American people buy every year for billions of dollars? Billions of dollars. Where oh, are the hell, trailers? Hell yeah. And all the empty jails that are standing. Well, let's Why not, don't well, we convert those into homes? Alice, are you not watching the news? We don't like putting criminals in jail, let alone non-criminals. But I appreciate it. And by the way, thank you for making people understand. The scams of FEMA that we spend billions and billions... Where's the money for FEMA? The Republicans could have asked that, too. But instead, the Republicans wanted to keep the lights on. Jeff and Wheaton. Sean, how are you, my handsome friend? It's always a pleasure. And it's been a while. Happy New Year. I don't know if you heard, but the Democrats took it from me. The LGB and FJB now stands for... Let's go bowel movement and find Joe Biden. They turned it around on me like the dark brand in mugs. So. Oh, welcome to my world. I've given away a lot of copyrights oh, myself. Oh, my God. I understand. Yes. But I to get right to my point. I know you're talking. we got to give a shout out. Thank God for Governor Abbott to shine a light on the hypocrisy. We don't know what to do with all the migrants. Well, you're a yeah. sanctuary city. You we got to. We got a problem with your line, Jeff, but I understand the overarching point, and we do owe him a debt of gratitude, not just because he's giving the sanctuaries, those cities and states that decided to nullify our immigration law so they could cover their financial fraud and waste by getting bailed out repeatedly and stealing the money, but because he is showing other states that you have federalism in this country. We understand legal proceedings over Abbott's order are already underway. Yeah, that is underway, Kelly. And also a lot of focus is on three drownings that took place over the weekend. A lot of finger pointing who is to blame here. And after I know who's to blame, Squirrel. Whoever got into fracking water. That's who's to blame. You idiots. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Tesla's. Is that a $108,000 paperweight you got there? Chargers don't work. You have to love it. Absolutely love it. Global warming. What a crock of dung. Did you know, Squirrel, that between 1951 and 1992, think about that, 1951 and 1992, the United States government deployed 928 nuclear weapons on us to test them. And this government is the one telling us about global warming and what car to drive? You incompetent, corrupt morons. Whose fault is it? Your fault, like everything else. Uh, Craig, come on, Greg, what? Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Are you juggling? You're juggling dishes and forks and whatnot? How'd you know? I know. Oh, you, heard me, you heard me drop my bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, hey, thanks for taking my call. You're right on target on exposing so much of this stuff that's going on. It's unbelievable. Today, I heard on their program that, that Rona, uh, uh, Romney, McDummy, whatever, She's got this treasurer involved with the RNC. They're in cahoots and everything. 
and there were meetings that when they had this meeting in uh, some red China meeting where they're talking about the American strategies for our um, elections and that that treasurer and everything that he's right in there with it and everything like that talking to the red Chinese about that they, they're, they're traitors to um, to Trump and conservatives. They're all some people are all in cahoots. That, well, they're um, having a lot better year than Kelly Moore Paints, which was in business for eighty years before Biden stole the office. So one thing's for certain, the Republicans could give a rip. They're like the Illinois Republicans, which is why Donald Trump's going to walk away, walk away with the nomination. It's like these other idiots aren't even running. It's phenomenal to watch. Shirley in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. Uh, You know, last week I heard Rahm Emanuel speak, who said the reason we're bringing people in from across the southern border including into Chicagoland, is so they can escape crime and gangs. <laughs> You're bringing them to the wrong place then. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking to myself, where is he living? Is he living in Tokyo, Tokyo yeah. Japan? Yeah. Well, then, you, you know, he might be out of tune um, with what's really going on in this country. Furthermore, I'm with you, and if it doesn't start getting warmer, I'm going to be on the phone with my congressman, Sean Caston, whose oh. main agenda is global warming and all these you know why, clean energy programs. Oh, well, because sure. his father. Bingo. It's, it's more policy profiteering. That's what made him rich. When he was a little tyke, that's what gave him his trust fund, that fraud and that scam. And that dimwit father of his is the one who wrote the book that said by the year 2012, we'd be walking around in space suits because it was going to be too hot to go outside. You moron. I wonder if he's cold today. You cold today? Casting you fraud. What about the global warming? The United Kingdom's Met Office has predicted that it may be the case. The Met Office has predicted that El Nino may strike back at the end of 2023, which could lead to an extremely warm 2024. The name... Wrong again, dummy! Arctic blast! Arctic ice! Everywhere Arctic! But that's alright. That's God's way of giving you the finger. Rich, Indian Head Park. Rich is sleeping. All right, we'll be back. I got a great guest. You're going to love it after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Now, before I get to my veteran, who is somebody who would make you proud if you even knew him, somebody who was willing to fight and die for the principles of America, I'm going to tell you about somebody who isn't like that at all. A U.S. Navy sailor, Weheg Zhao, who pled guilty to charges that he sent photos of American military installations and details of U.S. military exercises to an intelligence officer working for the Chinese Communist military, was sentenced to two years in prison. Now, fast forward to my next guest. 
My next guest is a 33-year-old Army Reserve veteran, somebody who loves the idea of this country, loves what it's built on, the right to your own life and your own opinion. He spent three years because he protested the most obvious election theft in American history. He is Tim Hale. Tim, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Well, first of all, I'm aggravated that I have to have you on. I'm aggravated that you weren't given the freedoms and the rights that you not only fought for, but millions of young men like you who understood what was at stake. And what's not getting covered is the abuse that you and thousands of people are facing as they are imprisoned for having an opinion. That's how I see it. Now, what was your big crime on January 6th? What did you break? Who did you threaten? Who did you shoot? Uh, that's going to be uh, non-applicable for all of those. Um, <laughs> turns out my crime was walking into an open building, taking some selfies with statues and dancing in the Capitol Visitor Center like a nerd. Uh, yeah. That was that was my that was my uh, crime, and uh, I got a four year sentence for that. Um, I don't want people to have the wrong impression. I'm not Rambo or anything, you know. I, I mostly uh, I was mostly an administrator or clerk in the army, but you know it is interesting. I, I did swear an oath for this country, and now I'm a domestic terrorist. So it's funny how that works out, depending on who's in charge. Tim, I'm from a neighborhood that Friday nights were more violent than what I saw actual people who were not employed by the government do on January 6th. But I want to get over the overarching state of mind you had, because I'm going to tell you my story and then you tell me yours. I didn't have a show at the time, and I was asked to uh, be a guest on a show called Beyond the Beltway, which is hosted by a wonderful man, Bruce Dumont, who is kind of a Chicago radio legend. And I was very flattered. So we were doing the election night coverage. And it was all the way up until they stopped the count. And it was when they stopped the count, prior to that, there was a, a guest on from California who was an auditor for voting and a, all kinds of a, a math experience. And he had basically said, it's almost a mathematical impossibility for Joe Biden to win. So they shut the count down. We all went home. We called the show. And the next day, the, the Dimwood in diapers is all of a sudden supposed to be the president-elect. I knew from that point on, and I've never been changed, he didn't win. He stole it. 81 million living, breathing, eligible Americans did not vote for him. It was the ballot harvesting. It was the Democrat sewer areas like I'm from Chicago and the rest of it. But I did not fall for the trap. So tell me your mindset. What made you go there? How did it all break down? Were you outraged or were you a victim of happenstance? Well, it's actually... It's funny you say that. Yeah, the um, so background is this. I was working as a naval. I, I didn't just. I wasn't just in the army. Actually, I, I served two branches of the, of the DoD in one capacity or the other. I was a contractor for the Navy. I was a weapons contractor. So I worked overnights. And so the night before January sixth, I you know I I had done a shift, and so I'd gotten off work. Now I hadn't slept in like two days. Maybe. You, yeah, probably. I think it was actually three days, but all the same, I have to pang. I have to pound some bang energy drinks, and I'm blasting down the road in my truck to get to the Trump speech in time because you know I got off at like eight o'clock or something like that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be late. I'm gonna be late. So I'm exhausted. I'm you know I don't even know how I got there honestly, but I do right. get there, and I'm in the ellipse. This is in you know where uh, the the speech is happening. Okay. So I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm wearing a suit and a tie. I've got new dress shoes I just bought at Men's Warehouse the night before. My feet hurt. <laughs> um, 
You know, like, I'm so like, you don't, don't have your Glock, you don't have a forty-five, no bayonet in your forehead hat, nothing? Yeah, no no, no hatchets, no thermonuclear bombs, How are you going to overthrow like the that? government in dress shoes you didn't even break in yet? All right, go ahead. So I'm, wander- I'm wandering around to even find the speech. You know, I've been to D.C. a couple times, but, like, I don't really know the area. So I'm wandering around. I'm lost. I go to the speech. People go to the Capitol building. I'm like, okay, cool. Trump did not tell us. He did not tell us to commit violence. He said peacefully protest. Well, what people don't realize is a half hour before I went to the Capitol, people knocked some barriers over while Trump was still speaking. Most people did not know that at all. So I go there. And you got thousands of people who just pour into this area. They don't know it's a quote-unquote restricted area. So the cops, instead of telling people they have to disperse, this is a civil disorder, anything like that, they start shooting into the crowd. And me, I'm already half out of it anyway. I don't. Even, but as soon as I like start seeing people injured on the ground, and this is some of the video they withheld, yes. you know, I just I. People like me who are, and again, I'm not Rambo or anything, but anybody who's in the Army usually takes something called the Combat Lifesaver Course. You know, like people who served their country in uniform in one sense or another jumped into action to help civilians. People were getting seriously injured, senior citizens, kids. Nobody talks about that. They play the same 20-second clip over and over again because they don't want you to know what really happened. So I was pissed off. Yeah, I was half half I was out of it. Then I had adrenaline. I'm I'm hyped up on caffeine. I'm seeing you know I'm seeing red, and it doesn't mean that I should have been in the building at all. But you have people who kind of just snapped because of this thing that just kind of happened. It was I mean, it wasn't like the Kent State massacre, but you got to understand the Capitol Police were totally unprepared for what happened. They were like. Five, there were like five guards guarding the uh, barriers that got knocked down. It's very weird. And then when you look at the West Terrace, their lines broke. You had agitators in the crowd who were pr- almost certainly feds. If you look at the video and you examine oh, these people. Unequivocally. And, yeah. I mean, it, so I'm not going to say all the Capitol Police were bad people. I think a lot of them were doing their jobs, and they got caught off, caught off guard. There's Metro PD body cams now where they're saying they set us up, they set us up. And so what you have to ask yourself is this, who's they? Because the Capitol Police answered to Nancy Pelosi, and the Metro Police answered to Mayor Bowser, and Trump offered National Guard support. So who set them up? We were all set up, but the Capitol Police didn't know what they were doing. The Metro Police, I'm going to say this, I don't – it might be controversial. The Metro PD were terrible. They were totally incompetent, and they were way more malicious than the Capitol Police. And so they, there's so many cameras now where they're bragging about hurting people. And a lot of the injuries, this is not to say that nobody got out of control, but a lot of the injuries of the Capitol Police were, and the Metro PD are from their own equipment because they literally were spraying themselves because of the backwind. You know what's funny, Tim, is um, I've never – wavered on exactly how I feel about this situation. And history has vindicated me, and they will vindicate you. Whether it, you see it in the next 10 years, that's, that's the big question. But there's more and more information coming out as the actual video comes out. For instance, most people were unaware that they had fired into the crowd. Well, it was only a couple of weeks ago they released the video. They shot a guy through the face with one of those pepper 
bullets. I mean, this is something that uh, I didn't think was possible, this kind of action on the on the American people who weren't there to overthrow. You know, if you're going to overthrow the government, you're not going to be dressed the way those people were dressed, and you will be armed. And I'm wondering what your experience was in court and through the proceedings. I feel like you spent three years. There had to be some atrocity that either they, they kept you from your right to a trial, a speedy trial, or they, they, help, they didn't help you with lawyers. How did they keep you for three years? Well, I mean, for, for one thing, for me and for the guys I was with in the D.C. jail, we were called pretrial detainees because they denied us bond. I was initially granted bond by a magistrate judge in New Jersey, and then the district courts overruled it. I'm not going to talk poorly about my judge. I don't, I don't have anything against him, but that's something, you know, that, that's something that happened. And so because of that, I had to sit in jail until my trial, which the government kept pushing back for 16 months. So the right to a speedy trial did not exist. So a year and a half goes by before I can even start selecting our jury. The jury, of course, was biased. It's D.C. Yeah. Um, it's like Chicago. They, pushed, they, yeah, I, they wouldn't let me see my lawyer. I got, like, I think in total six hours of trial preparation. The the evidence was withheld from us. We couldn't get access to our evidence. And several times the jail actually tried to steal my evidence. Um, <laughs> you, not, this is all not even counting all the evidence they're still withholding. You know, I had, I had a lot of hopes for Speaker Johnson. I'm, I'm hoping he'll do more, but it's like I'm releasing more video on Twitter right now than he's released. There yeah. is so much video with provocateurs and feds in the crowds, and they're trying to blur their faces now. I mean, this they – and keep in mind, if you're in jail, the only way you can review your evidence theoretically is either on a tablet um, where you need special permission for. And that's only if you agree to sign a, you know, a, a gag order so you can't speak out about it, which, you know, and that, or on a laptop, which the jail has to issue to you. And half the time they didn't do that. So, I mean, basically, yeah, they're sabotaging your cases. And, sir, the, <laughs> your, your, your audience might want to learn this, too. About a third of the people I was in jail with were federal informants. So they literally put fake Trump supporters in there with us to sabotage our cases. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, they have, people have no idea about this. No, I, Tim, we've been we've been trying to cover it when we can. We have people on who are starting charities to help guys because guys go bankrupt, guys lose their life, they they they, they lose the quality of their life because time is the enemy of all men. Not everybody can afford to lose three years. You're lucky in one sense, and you're very, very unlucky and a victim in another. So give me a little bit of what it cost you. I'm assuming you lost your job. What else? Well, yeah, I mean, I on the contracting side, I lost my job. I was the union rep. So, you know, all the guys that I took care of were basically <laughs> up the creek without me there. Um, I lost I lost my reserve career, you know, in a few years, if I had stayed in, I'd be, I would have my 20 years in with a pension. You know, I got in after high school, uh, I lost my apartment. Um, but you know, again, I, I got off lucky, you know, I am, I'm, a, I'm, I'm single. I don't have any kids that I know of, wink, wink, no, but you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. That's an no, that's but, right. but, I mean, I really, I really, I got four years for walking in a building, but a lot of the people I was in there with got worse than that. And so in terms of like what I lost, like Patriot Freedom Project was started by my aunt. You know, it was originally a support group for the family members, but now the Patriot Freedom Project allowed some of the inmates, you know, to get some lawyers to take care of their families, you know, but I wish a group. 
I wish these groups were necessary, but they are because they're not going to stop arresting people. I think no. they just said they want a thousand more. Yes, they did. But, Tim, this is but a stitch in time. And I mean it. The truth is vindicated always. You can only hide it or conceal it for so long. And it's coming out more and more every day. And here's what you're going to have on your side. As we're talking, there are some very smart lawyers. Now, I say about 20% are not Democrat rats, but that's all right. Because our 20% are smarter and better than the 80% of Marxist supporters who use law as a weapon. And this is going to result in a massive compensation case. And cases like yours will be vindicated because you are the victim of fraud. You are the victim of the misuse of power. You are the victim of the creation and tampering of evidence. This is something that will come out in your lifetime. You're a young man, and it will come out. What really makes me sick, and when I really think about it, is Ashley Babbitt's family. And when I think about the old people and the grandmother with cancer who was put in the jail and all the rest of the atrocities. But I truly do believe lawyers will come up with a lawsuit against this corrupt Biden administration. And I think it will be great. Have you been contacted, I'm wondering, by anybody? No, I, I think there there was an attempt when I was still in jail, I think, to get some sort of civil suit about the, the conditions, the pretrial conditions. But I don't think that ever went anywhere. Um, there's an attempt right now, I think, by Good. suspicious actors to get some mm-hmm. lawsuit together. But the guy who's in charge of it, I happen to know, is a federal informant because he was, you know, I, you know um, so I'm not going to be involved in that at all. Tim, um, I live my you, life. I don't surround myself with any Democrat ever. So my question that I would I would advise you to give your lawyer is, are you a Democrat? Have you ever voted for a Democrat? And if they say yes, do not hire them. You want somebody who understands what's at stake. And I'm not suggesting the Republican Party is great. Eighty percent of those guys are scoundrels, too. But one thing's for certain, the, the, the people who understand the atrocity that this is, the violation of the principles of this country, those are the people that will always support you. And I'm wondering, is there a way for, for my people to support you now? Well, like I said, if, if people want to support January 6th defendants, they should go to PatriotFreedomProject.com. I'm, like I said, you know, I'm out, and that's, that's a blessing in itself. I, I don't need any support right now. I, I, can, I, can, I can do what I have to do for myself. I, I'm, I, my concern is for those guys who are still in jail or prison, who have wives and kids at home, you know, who, have, who have bills to pay, and who, who need to mount a real legal defense. So if you can, please go to PatriotFreedomProject.com and support the January 6th defendants who are being denied due process, and please support their families. I believe this is an intimidation tactic by a corrupt Democrat mafia. That's how I view it, and they want to make people like me afraid by using people like you who went there to protest the most obvious election theft as an example of a form of intimidation. I don't think it's working. I think there are more and more people who understand what happened, and I'm wondering, are you experiencing that as well? Are you seeing a massive amount of support? Well, you know, I just got out. Um, oh. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the truth out. So I, I think that as that happens, I'll see some of that. You know, Her- Herodotus, the father of history, said the greatest pain to a man is to know so much, but to control so little. And so after three years, I finally have the ability to speak. And I'm hoping that, you know, the message is going to start permeating. I'm grateful that people have figured out what they have found out in the past three years. But, you know, it, it, there's still a lot that needs to be told. So I'm, well, I'm grateful for the, for the opportunity to, to be on here and just you know, to let people know this stuff. 
Um, you know, they, they tried to frame job me as some right wing extremist when I was a, a, a comedian. They used memes on my phone to make me look like I was a terrorist, you know, but I, I think that everything I've been through in the past three years was worth it if it was, you know, if I was taking the place of somebody else. So, Tim, history whatever. will vindicate you. I'm telling you, you we, we, in 20 years, you will hopefully be rich from the money you get from suing a corrupt government, but more more than rich. I hope you are vindicated, and if there's any way I can help, you have a fast track to me. Whatever you need in the future, you write a book, whatever you need, in any way I could help you. Because believe me, more and more people every day are seeing just how corrupt this gangster government is. So I want to thank you for having the courage to go and, and, and at least stand for your principles through a benign protest that you never thought was going to be anything other than just that. I appreciate you, and I, I, I really wish you the best. I appreciate you for having me on, and thank you for having an open mind, and thank you for questioning the official narrative. More Americans need to do that. Thank you. He is Tim Hale. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We keep on waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. It's funny. Today is... um, Martin Luther King Day. This is the day. It's the actual birthday today. It's kind of rare that it's all in the same. Um, when you see the bastardization of the Martin Luther King message and the way in which it was so easily subverted, it could only happen by the same political party that fought him while he was alive. The same political party that dreamt of wielding power that Dr. Martin Luther King never wanted anyone to the power of government supremacy. That's the way I see uh, the bastardization of Martin Luther King's legacy. But my next guest is the founder and president of the Martin Luther King Republicans. He's a former U.S. Senate candidate in Illinois. You know him. He's a friend of the show. He is Jimmy Lee Tillman II. How are you, Jimmy? I'm fine, Mr. Sean Thompson. And before we just address the issue, let me um, first give a shout out because you know the whole you know all America's listening right now all America's listening so let me give a shout out to just the counties that are listening and some of them are our friend Charlie Kirkland also because I got the I got the message before the message to call for the call so let me give a shout out to Ford County Champaign County Kankakee County Kendall County Will Kane Ogle and the county that openly endorsed me the county in the Rocky Mountains Joe Davies. And one more thing, Sean. Yes, yes. Since we last talked and you asked the Illinois GOP, like, yo, what's up? Why are you not getting with Jimmy Lee? What's up with you all? We get the phone call. We took Brian and Jeff from the Chicago GOP called me and like, Jimmy Lee, why don't you come on in and help us build a machine in the black community? You know, we see the work you're doing. And build a machine that's compatible to take down a crumbling machine. I'm like, well, check that out. We're talking about Sean Thompson? We yeah. did that. And Never would have thought that down. myself, but hey, that's good news, right? <laughs> Lovely news. And no, 30 minutes before the Iowa caucus is over and Trump gets the nomination, the Illinois GOP. The Illinois GOP, ladies and gentlemen, is endorsing Donald Trump for the next president. Now, things are moving in the right direction, and that's how things are going to go. Now, yes. as far as this Charlie Kirk situation, Jimmy Lee is not going to blow up the airwaves because Sean Thompson is a good friend of mine, everybody. <laughs> listen to y'all, because I know all of it. Listen, Sean, your show is hot right now. Everybody's listening. Charlie, Thanks. 
Charlie Kirk is a subscriber to the Martin Luther King Republicans. You see, yeah. I know Charlie Kirk. And see, I'm not going to sit here and do the race baiting game, Charlie Kirk. I'm going to address it one minute, but let me tell you something. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had a principle, a philosophy called the principle of nonviolence. And there's six steps to him. See, Sean, me and you, this is how we forge our, our relationship was forged on the six principles of nonviolence. Let me read them to your audience. All right. Nonviolence is a way of life for the courage people. It is an act of nonviolence resistance to evil. Nonviolence seeks to win friendships and understanding. The end result of nonviolence is redemption and reconciliation. Nonviolence seeks to default injustice, not people. Nonviolence recognizes the evidence that it's out there. Nonviolence rec- recognizes that the evildoers are also victims. Nonviolence both holds that suffering can ed- educate and transform. Nonviolence willingly, willingly accepts the consequences of its acts. Nonviolence chooses to love instead of hate. Nonviolence believes that the universe is always on the side of justice. So when we come together, me and you, we operate on these principles. Now dig this, though, to your audience on Martin Luther King Day. Let me show y'all how me and Sean Thompson, how we save the world and how we change America. We use the six steps. And in the six steps of the principle of nonviolence, it's information gathering, education, personal commitment, direct action, negotiation, and reconciliation. So let me give you an audience example of what we did, me and you, Sean Thompson, last year. With information gathering, Jimmy Lee and Martin Luther King Republicans went to gather all this information about these things that was going down, like HR 734, the Protection yeah. of Women and Girls yeah. Act and Sports Acts. That was allowing men to go in bathrooms. And what we do, I gathered information. I came on your station. I educated the people. We got personal commitment for your audience. 56,000 people signed up. That's direct action. Now we got the government negotiation with our comments and seeing if they can fit that in. We only did that for H.R. 2, the, the, the Secure Border Act. We even stopped the ESG policy. We used the six steps of nonviolence to get those things done. You see, and that's not a myth, Charlie Kirk. That well, is here's the thing, too, Jimmy. Uh, you know, I don't think people have a, have an understanding of they think violence. They think a guy punching another guy in the face. There's all kinds of violence that's done by government on citizens with a pen and with ink. And this is something I think people need to talk about. So when you see the, the American Democrat Party, or as I call them, the Marxist Mafia, when you see them misuse and bastardize the principle of this idea of equality, and they change it to equity. And when you see them steering policies through bald-faced racism, when you see them taking away choices of people of all races and damning them to the mediocrity of their corrupt local governments, this is the exact opposite of what Martin Luther King spoke of. And I'm wondering, are people who are being used as pawns, people of color, are they aware of the waste fraud and abuse that's being done in their names? Listen, yes, they do. Let me tell you, in this sub-below-zero temperature, there's a group of blacks meeting with the Illinois Freedom Caucus there at Cow and Barrel arguing just that thought that you're saying right now. All across America, blacks are right now feeling that they know under the last Trump administration, they know what they got. I've said it many, many times over your air, but this is what's happening behind the scenes. 
behind the scenes, you got people um, that are can, um, creating the same environment that was created during the time that King was around, which we call them um, agent provocateurs, people that seem to be on your side. Now, in this time of age, blacks are moving so heavily to Trump. So what can they do? What can a Democratic Party do? We can't scream racism. He's got the black vote. 51% of the voting in the population well, of America is a black vote. So go the black vote. So go America. How can we stop him? How can we get some racism? All we got to do is say King is a myth. So listen, yeah. our plant, listen, our plant out there to cause some strife because, hey, he's down with Martin Luther. He's down with Trump. And everybody knows he's down with Trump. So if a Trump supporter with all these fans say that, that's going to make all the blacks get all angry and makes people like, come on now, Charlie Kirk is down with Trump. He's saying all those things. Is that true? And then the media is going to run with it. They're going to have the Al Sharpton of the world, the Roland Martin of the world saying, how could y'all be with somebody? See, that's why it was dangerous speech, even though, hey, it's not you have a right in this country as free speaking citizens. Let me not talk about that because all black folks have an American constitution in the Bible. So I'm not one of those people. So what I'm saying is right now we're on the precipice of taking back America and the powers that be does it. Here in the Republican Party, we have too many, they call them industry plants. We call them democratic plants. It's growing like weeds in our party. People yeah. don't know. In a well, cornfield, a rose is a weed. I don't care how pretty it looks. So right now, the weeds are being exposed because they got to expose themselves right now to stop what is happening. And so what you're going to see, what you're going to see, people, all those people who you thought was down are going to show their colors. Now, I'm not slamming nobody, but you judge them by their works. And if you see well, us coming, why are you stopping the movement? This is just not for Mr. Kirk. I mean, when I was running, you had some... Um, Nazi sympathizers saying they was down with Trump just because we love white life. We down with white life just to yeah. embarrass Trump because of the movement that was coming on. You see, we've seen this thing before. Uh, let's derail the movement. Let's paint Trump black. If the Democrats can't do it, we got to have our Democratic plan. What's your prediction? What's up. your prediction in November? You think he's you think that once again, Joe Biden will get 90 percent of the minority vote? Oh, are you out here? No, no. There's a group of Democrats called Blacks Against Biden. Bab. And okay. they're not they're not voting Republican. They're not voting at all. There's a mass movement. Like I said, you either sit home, vote Republican or go to hell. And it's catching on because <laughs> there are people that nowhere in their right mind that are going to take that choice. You plan. You plan the black people short. Yeah, they, we do have a soul. You know, no, Jimmy, I mean, I mean listen, this is the part, just so people understand, you know, at a certain point, you're going to have to recognize, you're going to have to look at these areas that have been telling you that they're your champion, and you're going to have to look at what they actually do and the quality of life, and that's what I'm hoping for, and if it does happen while I'm alive, it'll be thanks to people like you who understand it and have been fighting against it. Jimmy Lee Tillman the second. where do they go? Give them the, give them the website one more time. One more time, listen. For just 15% discount, Charlie Kirk, you can go to Tillman Family Press and get Tillman's handbook on great black American patriots. You can see how the Reverend Martin Luther King used the Constitution 
to get civil rights for black Americans and not rioting. That's Tillman Family Press, the Tillman Handbook of Great Black American Patriots. And Sean Thompson, listeners, if you type Welcome 15, there's a 15% discount because it's the 15th day for Martin Luther King. Love it. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your call. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, is anybody going to talk go about the questions, they start banning. Hey, true hey, let's go chaos Brandon. and destruction hey, hey, let's go and how something this diabolical needs to be talked about. You have family businesses. This is an astonishing... Do you know about this Kelly Moore paint squirrel? On the west coast of this country. I mean, they're legendary. Kelly Moore Paints is closing all of its stores immediately. Yeah, the Bay Area Paint Store was founded nearly 80 years ago. It has more than 150 stores nationwide. Uh, you're looking at a video of the location in Daly City. And according to the website, the, the store was supposed to close at 5. But when our reporter got there to check it out, it was already closed. Chicago, over 6 million vacant square feet at what used to be considered the financial district. A building that sold for $51 million just sold for four. And this isn't getting news coverage? It's astonishing. What we haven't done is letting them know exactly who got it changed. That's the part. That's what's happening. If you look at the consumer confidence measures, they're way up. Look at- Among who, moron? And no, I'm not going to play a welfare clip, although I could because it expanded again this week. Thanks to the Republicans who consistently sign the blank check. And that's the part that really needs to be addressed. Why are they so afraid to be called names by failures and frauds and con artists and policy profiteers? The Homeland Security Committee voted to initiate impeachment proceedings against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And Republicans say Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Attorney General Merrick Garland could be next. Yeah, but you didn't use the leverage of the purse. Instead, you're funding the chaos and the nonsense, and you're funding murderers. You're funding murderers that I think you should address as well. Father who believes his son was tortured to death over his criticism of Vladimir Zelensky. I cannot accept the way my son has died. He was tortured, extorted, incommunicado for eight months and 11 days, and the U.S. Embassy did nothing to help my son. The responsibility of this strategy is the dictator Zelensky with the concurrence of a senile American president, Joe Biden. He was Exactly. And I have yet to see it on mainstream news. Yet. To see it anywhere on mainstream news. What happening is Alira? Well, for posting that video and others like it, he was arrested by the government of Ukraine, the one that we pay for. And then he was let out, and then he tried to leave the country. I will definitely be sent to a prison labor camp where I will most certainly die. And my intention is to cross the border and get to Hungary. And in Hungary, I'm going to ask for political asylum. So either I will cross the border into Hungary in the next couple of hours, or I will be arrested again, and uh, God knows what will happen to me. They killed you, and who was paying them to do it? Us. 
One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money mm-hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine, but it's totally unprecedented, these, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking in, along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to mm-hmm. the Ukrainian government, mm-hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in past... Now, whether it was the Azov Nazis, like Klaus Schwab, doesn't matter. We wrote the check, not willingly, and it wasn't done by any form of representative republic, because the fix was always in. You see, the, the Republicans that make up this government, they don't have the wherewithal to push back. They're not interested in using what we send them to do. Joining me now in studio in her Delta Red, Democratic Congresswoman Yvette Clark of New York. She's a member of the Homeland Security Committee. Congresswoman Clark, thank you very much for coming on the Saturday show. Well, let's start with the budget negotiation. I'll let the girls talk about it later. Nobody wants to hear a couple of fraud con artist Democrats brag about how they get endless blank checks written. Mike and Elgin. Yeah, Sean. How come no no lawyer in January 6th has a, a, a writ of habeas corpus for those guys in jail? Mike, we've had a couple lawyers on. In fact, we've had one on a couple of times who's trying tirelessly to push back against the fascism that's being accepted around the, the Democrat areas. The fact of the matter is, Mike, this couldn't happen if it wasn't a Democrat sewer area. Just yeah, like of all of the... Corpus, yeah. A writ of habeas corpus is a common law act. And Tompkins versus Erie Railroad says that the federal government has done away with the common law. Why is that? Ask an attorney that. Why is that? And if I were those guys in jail, I would deny an attorney because an attorney is an officer of the court, grants the court jurisdiction. So if I was in jail, I'd say no attorney for me and stand in front of that court and don't demand any civil rights because that's God, that's. That's not that's government granted rights. And I don't Mike, want the last place you want to find yourself is a Democrat district. The last place you want to have a court case is in front of a Democrat court. Am I like 85 percent that it's a witch hunt hoax? It's just a continuation of Russia, Russia, Russia. And that includes local DAs and that includes attorney generals because they're all you saw the Fanny, Fanny Willis. You saw that deal? Her boyfriend, she gave him a million bucks to go get Trump, right? And then they go on vacation spending. Just like Chicago. Well, since COVID, Chicago public schools raked almost $3 billion in in federal funding. Three years. Where's the money? Where's the laptops? Democrats, no matter where they are, it's the same modus operandi. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. The fact that the American Democrat Party has never succeeded at one policy somehow escapes the bulk of Americans. It's astonishing to me.
It's easy to find. Just go to a municipality that the Democrats are in charge of. And they haven't one policy of success. Not one. Every policy they have is the same government spending in bankruptcy. But what happens when the national government agrees with that and they go along with it? Well, here's something that's a statistic and a fact. We are $34 trillion, $38 billion in debt, and we're accruing $1.2 billion an hour. An hour! But the other pesky little fact is that this government, right now, in our fiscal year, which is about a quarter longer than the actual calendar year, has spent $6.3 trillion, and we're halfway through. Does that mean that they, the Biden administration will spend $12.6 trillion, a record of all kind? Let's discuss it with the only person that can get to the bottom of it. He is E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation. Is that how I'm to interpret it? Because right now, as I talk to you, we're two quarters into the fiscal year for the government. You know how they fraud it, so they buy themselves extra time and try to confuse people? Does that mean that we're spent $6.3 trillion, we're halfway through? That means we're going to spend $12 trillion this year, isn't it? Well, Sean, we're, we're really only one quarter in at this point. We're, we're in the second quarter now because we, we don't start the, the government's fiscal year until September 1st. So we're really only in our fourth month. The other thing is, you know, we basically saw a big accounting maneuver to try to hide some of the deficit from last year by essentially putting it into this year. So it's not indicative that we're going to continue that spending in the next in the second half of this fiscal year. But I mean, it, it's still just all accounting gimmicks, right? Well, None of this indicates we're, we're on a good path right now. No, but I, I'm quoting you official, not unofficial. Officially, the government admits it has spent $6.3 trillion. It's a staggering statistic. But it also officially admits to a $1.7 trillion deficit. But I watched this feeble fascist, this dimwood in diapers, go around and say Bidenomics is working. And my question to you is, we're just two guys who can read. How is this escaping national coverage? Well, I, I suppose because it's not in the mainstream media's incentive to cover it. I, you know, the other thing is, Sean, I'm, I'm amazed at how many people that, that I have to interact with on a regular basis in that media, even people who are who are so-called reporters on, on business topics, for example, who don't understand how to read things like the monthly or the daily statements that are produced by the Treasury. And, and so it's, I think it's no wonder that, that they – you know, they, they essentially are always buying the tripe that the Treasury Department is putting out there because they don't know how to do the investigative reporting that would tell them any differently. The part that's nauseating is none of this has to happen. In fact, the people sent congressmen who are specifically in charge of the spending to Washington to stop the Biden regime from bankrupting America. Yet another weekend, another CR. I mean, how 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 much... Does Mike Johnson have to screw us before we remove this dimwit, too? Uh, you know what? It's getting pretty close. More and more, when I hear from reps, they are at their limit. I mean, there are already some of them that, that want him gone, uh, and, and that number seems to be growing by the day. And it's not going to take many. I mean, look at what happened with McCarthy. It was literally only a handful of them uh, that were needed to get that ball rolling, meaning to, to get uh, McCarthy ousted. So, I mean, I have I have no doubt that Johnson, if he continues to play these games, the base is going to do the exact same thing to him. And frankly, good riddance. 
Yeah, that's exactly how I feel at this point. And the reality is he thinks he's going to bank on the fact that it's an election year and he could hide and he could walk out and pretend to be a Tea Party member. And to a certain extent, maybe he's right, because I don't even hear the so-called candidates discuss the absolute fact that our blank check, the blank check that's written so that the government, the Biden administration can spend six point three trillion dollars halfway through their fiscal year. I haven't heard Nikki who's missing the hat from the Wicked Witch on on, on, uh, on Oz, on the Wizard of Oz, or Ron DeSantis, who himself was a congressman and knows full well what the responsibilities of Congress to the people are. Why are they refusing to discuss this? Oh, goodness. I, you know what? I have to say, I have been so disappointed in both of them lately how much they have kowtowed to the establishment. I mean, I, I think Nikki is too busy uh, trying to get us into another foreign war to worry about the, the, anything going on domestically, especially the, the financial status of the country. You know, and, and Ron DeSantis, I mean, it's, it's amazing how uh, it seems like his entire campaign's uh, fallback has become just attacking former President Trump. And, and not actually addressing the issues that people genuinely care about. Like, how about the fact that they can't afford groceries or rent, all of which chiefly stems from exactly what you're talking about, Sean, the fact that Congress is just spending too much money. And the reality is they've been allowed to do this because they have middled the welfare rolls, and the welfare rolls have never made more. It's almost uh, synonymous with the debt. They're hand in glove. And I'm wondering... Is this something anybody but Donald Trump will have the courage to speak of? Because one thing that uh, Nikki understands is you're going to have to have the, uh, the, the saving grace of the welfare system and the welfare recipients to get into office. And I think the only candidate that won't will be Donald Trump. Do you think that they're aware, that they're self-aware to know that even people who may be recipients of welfare to a certain extent understand the cancer that it is and they're only going to support Donald Trump because the reality is Donald Trump has the support of a lot of welfare people, doesn't he? I, I think so. I mean, it's this it's this perpetual difficulty, Sean, that Republicans seem to have, though, where they're it's like they're constantly running against Santa Claus, quite frankly. You, you have one side that is always promising people these, quote unquote, free government goodies, which really just means they're robbing taxpayers to pay for them. And, and as that grows, you're just siphoning off more and more people who are eventually throwing their hands up in the air and saying, you know what, the, the hell with this. Why am I working so hard when I can literally have a higher standard of living on welfare and people are falling into that that welfare trap and you very quickly i think get to a point where a majority of voters like we have today don't even pay income tax the next step is a majority of voters are are getting essentially their entire living from welfare and at that point how on earth do you end it now a more diabolical version of welfare is corporate welfare corporate welfare in in my opinion is actually worse on the on the uh, on the budget on the deficit on the spend than than domestic welfare corporate welfare is all in for the democrat mafia as well regardless of the fact that in these democrat strongholds once great cities you have six million vacant square feet of what used to be the financial sector of the loop in chicago and nobody cares buildings are being sold at less than ten percent of what they sold for a decade ago but when you see on the west coast legacy family businesses that really were were not small business but medium business and you see the closing 
of 80-year-old Kelly Moore Paints on the West Coast, a, a legend. And you see the chaos in San Francisco and the rest of it. Is this something that the Biden administration can sweep under the rug for the next 10 months, in your opinion? I think a lot of that is going to depend on how much help they get from, you know, Jerome Powell and company at the Fed, because, I mean, look at look at commercial real estate like you were just talking about. That bubble is going to pop. And when it pops, it's going to go with a bang. And what's and who has all the commercial real estate debt? It's not the big banks. It's the regional banks, the same ones who got on the wrong side of the interest rate trade last March and have been in trouble ever since. And the Fed just papered over the problem uh, with with emergency loans. So, I mean, at this point, Sean, I I think the Fed is going to do everything they can to try to. Uh, to try to get Joe Biden across the finish line, quite frankly. And and that, that may sound like a naked political accusation, but you know, let's not forget Jerome Powell is the same guy that when he was up for renomination, he kept interest rates below 1%, even as inflation put, hit a 40-year high. And he also said that the 75 basis point hike was off the table. As soon as he was confirmed by the Senate, he gave us four of those 75 basis point hikes in a row. So I think the idea that, that Jerome Powell is somehow uh, magically nonpartisan is hogwash. Trump has already promised to replace him. So why on earth would, would he want Trump to get elected? Well, the other thing, too, you have to realize, if we were to put a name on this uh, this schematic of economic mayhem and bankruptcy and destruction and backdoor nationalization, the name would be Bidenomics, yet still it's being uttered by uh, oligarchs like Manhands Janet Yellen. What are some of the things she doesn't want us to know about Bidenomics? Oh, goodness. Uh, how about the fact that it's just impoverishing every American everywhere? You know, she loves to talk about, for example, the fact that, that real wages uh, are up, but she doesn't talk about real wages today compared to when Biden took office. She compares them to pre-pandemic. Okay, uh, why would you do that when your boss wasn't president in 2020 or 2019? It's because the only way she can actually make her boss look good is if she's using some of Trump's time in office. And look, it's not that Trump was perfect. Trump made plenty of mistakes. Huge. But the fact of the matter, the fact of the matter is Biden has absolute, absolutely tanked real wages. They're down four and a half percent compared to when he took office. People are literally poor because of his policies. Whether it's these idiots in, in Congress like Hakeem Jeffries or Jamie Raskin, or it's the dimwit in diapers himself, how in the world does this fraud get away with pretending his administration is responsible for 14 million jobs? That is absolutely insane, but yet it keeps being regurgitated by every moron with a camera and high-def makeup on. Uh, can we get him to stop promoting this fraudulent lie that Biden created anything? Sean, I'm trying. I, I try every day. I'm not going to lie. And what's really crazy is when, when you actually talk to, to real Americans and, and you're not just listening to the talking heads on TV, what, what do you hear? You hear from the average American essentially the same story every time. Oh, yeah, Biden's economy is so good. There are so many jobs. I have three of them. Because that's what people are having to do to make ends meet, to get from paycheck to paycheck. You know, there's a reason why we're drowning in $1.1 trillion of credit card debt. There's a reason why mortgage debt has never been higher, student loan debt. You know, look, look at buy now, pay later, that whole thing, which just, which just exploded, all of those credit plans. And we don't even have a good sense of how much uh, of that debt is out there because it's not tracked by the Fed.
When I woke up this morning, I thought for sure there'd be complete outrage. I watch a lot of financial stuff. I really do. I mean, I still am addicted to it. I didn't see one, not one story on the mainstream media, not even on Fox Business, that talks about the fact that Mike Johnson on the weekend again doubled down on stupid, tripled down. This is the fourth time he has put forward a continuing resolution. How long, in your opinion, before you start to think or start to see Trump rail against this? I wouldn't be surprised if it's before the end of the month, honestly. I mean, it was it was just, I think, last week where uh, Mike Johnson, one, one of his staffers, because let's be honest, none of these people run their own Twitter accounts. So one of his staffers, you know, put a, a clip of him talking about how how proud he was that he cut 16 billion dollars uh, off of uh, government spending <laughs> I watched over the it. next Couldn't... year. Yeah. I, I mean, 16, 16 billion. That doesn't even cover six days worth of interest on the national debt. Not, not even like paying down the debt, just the interest. I mean, I'm sorry, but but how stupid do you have to be to post that? I I sincerely hope a staffer got fired from that. Yeah, I would like to think there are some standards, but the reality is this is paying dividends to the to the mobocracy, to the government itself. Joe Biden has set a record in money on hand. Do the American people understand that a vast majority of the government spending shows itself in the campaign coffers? It's not just Boeing and Halliburton and Raytheon that have the system down where they're kicking back to, to politicians. Is anybody talking about the money in, uh, in the coffers of both Biden and Nikki Haley and some of the establishment whores uh, on the congressional side and the Senate. This is unprecedented where we're not only spending a massive amount of monies, but a, a, a very large portion of that is showing up in coffers. How's K Street doing? K Street is doing quite well. It's one of the few areas of D.C. where there's somehow miraculously very little crime and all the restaurants are open. Imagine that. They're all it's recession doing quite proof. well. It's recession proof. Exactly, exactly. Highly recession proof. And and you know, not not only do you have to worry about about the money you know showing up in in the coffers that way, but I mean, let's not forget when when we get that monthly, excuse me, the quarterly uh, GDP report, and it talks about government spending. That's only direct government spending. That doesn't include transfers, and a lot of those transfers are made because government politicians get kickbacks. From them. In other words, the government writes a check to someone, and then that someone or that corporation, whatever, ends up writing a check back to a politician. So government spending, quote unquote, the budget is much larger than we're led to believe just by those top line uh, items in those reports. Last week, it was revealed that through the revisions of the economic numbers that the government gave us all year, it's 730,000 jobs were in the the revisions the revisions take away, takes away almost a million jobs. And, you know, I did see a couple stories on it. I saw that you covered it, Heritage Foundation. What are some of the other insane facts that are in the jobs number? I mean, aside from the family businesses on the West Coast that are going under, three banks look like they've, they've, they've promised to eliminate over 70,000 jobs in the last four days. Is this in some of the talks of uh, economic numbers on Fox? Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's typically just when I'm on to talk about it because it doesn't seem like many other people are interested, quite frankly. But Three banks, 70,000 jobs. It's insane. Right. Here's here's another really crazy one. In in December, we actually lost full-time jobs. We lost 1.5 million of them. That's the biggest plunge since COVID, since 2020, when the government told you, hey, you're not allowed to actually go 
to your job. And you may think, okay, you lose full-time jobs in December every year. What's the big deal? Because you know, you're getting people who are laid off after, uh, you know, after the holidays, after the Christmas shopping. No, no, this is already after that seasonal adjustment. In other words, this is 1.5 million full-time jobs lost on top of what's already lost from the regular seasonality. So all of the jobs that we gained last month were all part-time jobs. And with that loss, we're now flat for 2023 in terms of full-time jobs. So everything that we've that we added last year were essentially mic jobs where people are working at places like McDonald's because they're having to get that second or third job. They're all part time jobs again because they're trying to make ends meet. EJ and Tony keep bringing it home, man, because it's it's this is your information. I'm reading back to you and you know that. But if it wasn't for you, I, I think we'd be hard pressed to have somebody consistently pointing out the actual facts that are in the most corrupt government spending that I think this country even ever thought of as we are spending $6.3 trillion. We're halfway through the year. This cannot continue. And if it doesn't, it'll be because people like you put up the fight. He is EJ Antoni, Heritage Foundation. Thank you very much. And once you get uh, kicked out of Washington, you come down here. We'll walk around. At least it won't be cold. (laughs) Thanks, Sean. We'll, We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So it's caucus day, caucus, caucus, caucus. Doesn't matter. Trump's going to win it. And then it'll be on to, what, New Hampshire? In the meantime, the worst part about all of this is watching these never-Trumper morons these pollsters, and some of the most difficult to watch are the ones with fake hair. Frank the Putz Lutz, who has been wrong for decades. Doesn't matter. He's got one room in his mansion, his condo, one room that is a mirror image of the Oval Office that he spent $1 million on. He's the same scallywag pollster lobbyist that the old speaker, Kevin McCarthy, pretended to live with. He rented a bed. For 1500 a month. He's back, and he still wants you to believe that dog sitting on his head is his own hair. He had it really blown out. He was on the news 10 minutes ago. I wonder how you see the importance of this contest, because when we wake up tomorrow, it's going to be all about Manchester. Yes, so Iowa makes a statement, but New Hampshire makes a difference. <laughs> and I don't believe that Iowa is reflective of the country. Yeah. It may be reflective of Republicans. The biggest difference between Iowa and New Hampshire among Republicans is that New Hampshire are economic conservatives and Iowa are social conservatives. Oh, so- yeah. Well, I don't care where they live. Nobody believes that's your hair. The worst toupee in the year 2024 goes to Frank the Putz Lutz. And he's going to tell you what people think the whole time with a phony dog on his head. Rich in Indian Head Park, do you have your own hair? Hey, John, how you doing? Wonderful. Do you, do you, are you trying to pass off plastic as your hair like Frank uh, uh, Lutz yeah, and uh, right. Pete Silvestri is doing? I remember you gave me that guy to look up. He's a real, uh, he's a real, really something. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what I wanted, to, what do I wanted to say is uh, that uh, did you hear what Dick Durbin had to say uh, and Danny Duckworth? About no, Lincoln? I don't he care was- what anybody married to a lobbyist has to say about anything. And, and you know, I got Tammy Duckworth is 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 really a, a walking punchline. 
Well, they want to make illegals, uh, they want to make them part of the military because they're saying that our recruiting is down. So what is that supposed to do, fill in uh, a quota? Well, they're also the ones I mean, that sit by while the sense. communist spy gets two years. And if you went to the most obvious election theft protest in America, you got uh, at least three. So, you know, stop yeah. listening to Democrats, Rich. Before you know it, you'll be passing off plastic as your hair. Like Frank Lutz, you're going to go bald. You keep listening to these Democrats. It's a matter of time. You have groups like the family leader, and they endorsed uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. The question now is how many of them switched from Donald Trump, who they voted in 2016, to DeSantis in 2024. Frank, in all of your polls, did you ever have a poll that showed Joe Biden would get 16 million more votes than Barack Obama? Did you ever have a poll that would show Joe Biden would get... 21 million more votes than the Duchess of Chaffington. Because if you didn't, what good are you? Certainly no good to a hairdresser. 312-642-5600. I uh, don't wear a wig, sir. Paint your bald spot? What bald spot? You paint your bald spot? I don't have a bald spot. You paint, By the way, something. Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Paint your bald spot? I'm sick of He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, Squirrel, we're changing lives here on this show. See, I, I, I want to stop the lie people tell themselves. If you have been voting for this mafia thinking you're in on it, you have to recognize you're just but a useful idiot. So we change lives. We had uh, uh, Tom in uh, Blue Island, right? I wanted to heckle people who were built like Pritzker. There's no way you should be walking around as a man built like Chris Christie or J.B. Pritzker. I wanted to inspire you to be better. So we had Tom in Blue Island drop 50 pounds. Now he's in Adonis. See him? It's incredible. Apparently we've done it again, Squirrel. Robert in Oak Park is going to stop passing off a plastic dog as hair. Robert, you're going to go with the Tully Savalas? Yes, absolutely. I'm going with Mr. T. I'm going to go with Mr. T's barber. After yeah. hearing you talk talk about them, them, them haircuts and this and that, yeah. I'm going to show Park what the hell is going on. You walk world. around like you walk around like Hugh Brunner when this is over. So it is written, let it be done. He was phenomenal. Not to mention the king and I. Very proud of you. Cream Puff Jim. We got to get him. He's got cellulite and love handles on his head. Have I inspired you for some chair yoga, perhaps, Fatso? Speaking of Shermack, you know Shermack's nickname was after he took off for Big Bill Thompson. Crooked bastard, Democrat scum. They called him ten percent. He was ten percent Shermack. Like Joe Biden. That explains it all, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But you know what explains it, uh, uh, Jim? See, it's outside of these sewers that were once great cities that you and your short-in-the-pants mafia destroyed through paying you for <laughs> pretending to work. It's uh, what yeah. you've done to the entire country. This is something I don't think you understood. I think you went but not, but yeah, but, blindly but, but, into communism because yeah, you wanted to be know, part of the short-in-the-pants mafia. The mayor in Melrose, it was Sirigley, it wasn't Sirigley or something, I can't remember his name. No, but he no. was the biggest... Uh, he You're passed about, out more jazz for daily than anybody in the city. No, no, no. You're talking about Taddeo? No, was it? No, no, before him. Before him. 
Before him, boy, that's before my time. I remember Taylor. Yeah, before your time. Well, this and now we got really Sir power, Pico, right? who I, I know them both and loved them. Loved Mr. Taylor. I mean, Sir I loved Pico. them. It was Sir Babe, Babe Sir Pico. That's who it was. No, Babe was never the mayor. Babe was my no, no, grandfather's but, friend. This is his son. You're talking yeah, about but he, son, he, had, he had big clout. He had big clout in his day. Allegedly. So he had he yeah. allegedly, but he never was a he never was a Marxist. He never was really a Democrat. Oh, he, was, he, he just was made fun of those short in the pants Irishmen. But what he was he was, was a hell of a guy, and he would have he never sit good. idly by, just like Ron Serpico doesn't sit idly by. But to your point, they're Democrats, and I understand that, and I never went along with them. Neither did my grandfather. And old man Terrio was more of a conservative than ninety percent of the guys, and a wonderful man, and he was never a Democrat. But he did support them because, you know, they were in on the scam. And he'll be the first to admit it. He's long gone. And uh, that's why I, I, I never went along with it. Never. I'm very proud of it. You know what it's like to be in that neighborhood and not be a Democrat? It's like having the courage to shave your bald head. you got to stand out a little bit, but it's worth it. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, I, I had a question for you. In this modern day and age, is there any reason in the world why we cannot have a national primary why is it that one state's going to determine the fate of the whole country here unless the so-called well, democracy is nothing but another phony? That's all. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a little more, I'm a little, actually a little more pessimistic than that. It's not one state that determines it. It's the Democrat mafia corrupt ones. And, you know, this brings me to a, a clip I have from 11 years ago. 11 years ago when the Democrats, they never want to clean the voter rolls. Did you notice that? That's why in Chicago you've got the Queen of Heaven caucus. Right. And every year you've got people on the voter rolls that have been dead for decades or moved out decades ago. And every time it's the Democrats that always complain about bringing legitimacy to the voter rolls because they need the cheat. This is from 11 years ago in Florida. Folks, what would there be an election year without drama in the state of Florida? We always seem to have this constant drama. Right now, you have a major issue there where Florida is purging the rolls, trying to keep non-Americans off the ballot. Well, why is that controversial? Because this is a Democrat asset. And what they always want are corrupted rolls. Now, this scallywag whore is complaining about getting illegals off the ballots? See, because in Florida, this is the big scandal right now. Now, that's from 11 years ago, but right now, is they just went through the voter rolls and kicked off a million registered voters because they were either dead or they were not legitimate legal residents. A million. And you're not going to believe it, Squirrel. You're not going to believe it. Turns out 80% of the million that were kicked off the voter rolls were registered Democrats. <gasps> it's a coincidence. It's a daily coincidence. It's a uh, Mike Madigan, Ed Burke, short in the pants mafia coincidence. Just happens to be a coincidence. Well, here's another something I want to point to to give you hope. You see, another thing happens down here in Florida. If an elected official is caught misusing the power of government, he gets sued. Once and for all, it feels great to finally smush that cucaracha. Well, you can hear how emotional he was right there. This after a federal judge ordered a Miami City commissioner to hand over $63.5 million to two Little Havana business owners. Now think about all of the businesses 
all of the honest people that were squeezed by that short in the pants mafia, be it Ed Burke, Mike Madigan, or Cermak, like Cream Puff Jim wants to uh, wax poetic about, all Democrat gangsters, all short in the trousers, just like the Daly family. Well, here in Florida, they get sued and they get bankrupted. We're talking about longtime city leader Joe Carollo. NBC6's Julia Bag now joins us live in Little Havana with more details on what happened with this case and such a big settlement here, Julia. Yeah, something a lot of South Floridians are talking about. And I'm right outside one of the businesses that was central to this case, a ball and chain. So we asked an outside attorney to weigh in on where that $63.5 million would actually come from after a jury agreed with the plaintiffs who argued Carroyo used city resources to hurt their businesses, including the well-known ball and chain. The judge has an order. I cannot speak. Once and for all, it feels great to finally smush that cucaracha. Silence and jubilation, depending on what side here, after a federal jury ordered Miami Commissioner Joe Carroyo to pay $63.5 million. You know how many half-assed, butter-handed gangsters who are elected are shaking in their boots now? Because that's precedent. And if you could sue these frauds, who misuse their power to shake down honest businesses to put a sign up or pass an inspection. You know the Chicago way, the New York way, or anywhere else this Democrat mafia exists. Now maybe you could change things. So you're welcome. Because down here, we clean the voter rolls and we hold these gangsters accountable. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Death to America and butter sauce. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. The Hootay. Iraq Minus the blowfish. Notice Last the vice night's president. strike is when we felt the most comfortable that we would be able to effectively disrupt and degrade uh, Houthi capabilities that have been targeting commercial merchant vessels, ships that have been transiting throughout the Yeah, but did we kill the leadership the way Trump did? Or do we kill more guys and pretend we're winning World War III? There are Israelis that were captured on October 7th and they were taken as captives. And they were held in homes of United Nations workers, of doctors. What? They were held in, in under the ground. They were, they were abused and tortured. They were starved. Some of the Asians that were there from, from the Philippines, they ate toilet paper that they, they had to put water on. They, that's what they ate. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want this war to end, surrender and give us our kidnapped people, and it will end. Or we'll kill each and every one of you. He forgot to finish. See, that's how it's got to be dealt with. But the uh, American people don't want that. They want to believe we're helping things. Are we really, are we really, really helping things? arrested in the Ukrainian city of Kharkov for discrediting the Ukrainian leadership and army after he criticized Kiev's unwillingness to sign a peace deal with Russia. American investigative journalist Alex Rubenstein posted a letter from Gonzalo in which he claimed officials were ignoring his life-threatening illness. I have had double- No, that's okay, though. Rolls-Royce sales through the roof in Ukraine. 
Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean. Uh, Aloha Snack Bar. Aloha Snack Bar. So uh, Illinois would not release the data on the voter rolls until Judicial Watch got involved and filed suit. Yes. And now they have to release it. So if you look up uh, the article of Judicial Watch and Illinois voter roll, you'll see it. And there is a lot of bad information on the Illinois voter rolls, which they have yet to clean up. Glenn, I brought in, my friend gave me his mother's voting card. She died in 08. Every year they send her for an updated signature and nothing else. So if he was a low-life scumbag, you know, because it's Oak Park, and he wanted to counter vote, he would just send back his signature on it, and they'd st- she'd still be voting. I wonder, uh, that must be an anomaly, huh, Glenn? I'm sure she's the only uh, one. Yeah. How many family animals have voter cards? So. Uh, boy, I don't know, but I can guarantee you this. I guarantee you there are Democrats. This is my Democrat Cocker Spaniel. The funny thing is, we'd have a better chance of the Cocker Spaniel picking the right candidate than we do the actual welfare roach parent. This isn't something new. We've been dealing with this plan to implode the system so that they could be in control of it for decades. One of my favorite things to do is watch the old clips of Free to Choose. I remember when Fox Piven wasn't just some old Marxist rat that was an oligarch in the Democrat Party, but when she had the stones to put her face on TV, even when she had the mustache, Check it out for yourself at Free to Choose. The test of your argument about the free enterprise system and its capacity to produce both freedom and greater equality to relieve poverty, the test of that argument has to be made everywhere that the free enterprise system has been extended, has penetrated. The test of your argument is not only in what happened to England and the ostensible decline or not the decline of the English economy or what happened in the United States. The test of that argument has to look at what the free enterprise system has meant for the majority of people who do not live in England and do not live in the United States, who do not live in the mother countries, but rather live in that part of the world where most people live and when, where most people have had their lives disrupted. Peasants have lost their land. Tra- traumatic, Excuse traumatic me. Excuse me. You've got to compare. The cause of the free enterprise system. Excuse me. You've got to prepare. You've got to compare something with something. Would you tell me the alternative, which has improved a lot of the ordinary people? What is? It? See, they've been spewing this bull dung. Since they read the Communist Manifesto, this is the Sololinsky Democrat Chicago Mafia machine and nothing more. We'll be back in 21 hours to kick their teeth down their throat again. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.